Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph and Tara, where we share our knowledge as we chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you are listening to episode 57 in bulk. Yay, holidays! We decided that we're going to do uh, Sabbath episodes again this year. Last year, we did each one, and we mostly talked about um, a little bit of the, the history, just kind of what the holiday is, and then correspondences and how to celebrate. So we let you know, like, the colors and the crystals and the different foods and things. So this year, we wanted to look a little bit more into the history and traditions of each Sabbath to just to give you a little more background information. And we didn't want to ignore them completely since we are sending out Sabbath subscription boxes. <laughs> so the holidays are the best. Yes. The holidays, holidays are the best. Like, uh, I mean, any religion or practice, the times you get to celebrate are like the most fun. So we definitely wanted to, still be able to incorporate that this year. So there may be a little bit of overlap in what we went over last year, but we are going to try to include a lot of new information that we possibly didn't talk about. Yes. A lot more in-depth information. So obviously our first one of this year is in bulk uh, on the wheel of the year. Technically Samhain is considered the witch's new year, but in bulk is our first one of 2021 and anyway it is a wheel and it goes around and around so it doesn't really matter when the beginning and the end end is you can begin wherever so when we talk about this wheel of the year we just want to remind you that this wheel is a representation of these eight pagan holidays or wiccan sabbaths and these celebrations emphasize the masculine energy and corresponds to the earth's position relative to the sun so they celebrate continuing birth, death, and rebirth of nature, that whole cycle. And these eight include the solstices, equinoxes, and the cross-quarter holidays in between. The solstices are twice a year when the sun is at its highest point in the sky, which is either the shortest day of the year, and that's Yule that we just had, which is the winter solstice, or the longest day of the year, which is Letha in June, and that is the summer solstice. The equinoxes are also twice a year, and that's when the Earth's equator and the sun are equal. Ostara marks the spring equinox, and Mabon marks the autumnal equinox. And these four have Germanic origins, and they're considered the lesser Sabbaths. Yes. And the other four, which are the cross-quarter holidays in between, are Imbolc, Beltane, Lamas, also called Lunasa, and Samhain. And these are old folk festivals within the Celtic tradition, so they have Celtic origins, and some Wiccans call these the greater Sabbaths, but they're all important just because they're called greater or lesser doesn't mean that any one or the other isn't as important. That's just the terminology that's used. And since they correspond with seasons, they are celebrated at different times depending on which hemisphere you're in. So it's dead of winter right now where we are in the Midwestern United States, but it's summer in Australia. So they celebrate Mm -hmm. the opposite dates from when we celebrate. Now, some uh, pagans and Wiccans do celebrate according to the closest holidays. So they will still celebrate Samhain in accordance with Halloween. 
on October 31st, even if they are in the Southern Hemisphere, and they'll still celebrate Yule in accordance with Christmas um, in December. But it's totally up to you and your practice. Since they are like seasonal celebrations, it does make it a little bit easier to celebrate it with the corresponding seasons. But um, obviously, your practice, do what you feel like doing. When we talk about it, we are coming from the perspective of being in the Northern Hemisphere. So um, when we talk about dates and things, we are using the Northern Hemisphere dates. (laughs) So um, we did in the episodes last year talk about which date it is in the Southern Hemisphere. So if you're down there and curious of what your celebration dates are, then those would all be in season one. Yes, check it out. So moving on then to just talking specifically about in bulk. Now that we got that out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's the background background. (laughs) Yes, the background of all the holidays. Now we're just talking about the background of in bulk. So in bulk is almost certainly based off a Neolithic, which is the end of the Stone Age, about 12,000 years ago, uh, celebration that celebrated the return of the sun, the lengthening of the days, and the beginning of spring. And we know this because there are a few what are called passage tombs in Ireland. Um, They are aligned with the sunrise around the time of Imbolc and Samhain, meaning that the sun shines through the passage and into the burial chamber only at those times. That's what a sort of passage tomb is. Uh, And the fact that it lines up with the sun only at these sort of times is indicative of the fact that they were celebrating something they they saw this time frame as important somehow yes we don't know because no one's alive from them traditionally in bulk was a gaelic festival marking the beginning of spring by holding a great feast these are all celebrated with great feasts so yes food guys food food, food, they're awesome yeah food is a very important theme across every single holiday we're going to talk about in 2021 uh, it is recorded as having been celebrated in Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man, and was typically held around the date of February 1st. It's written about in some of the earliest Old Irish literature from the 10th, 10th century. Um, and it's one of those four Gaelic festivals that we talked about, the Beltane, Lamas, and uh, Samhain being the other ones. Although oh it's, it's generally celebrated on February 1st or second with celebrations beginning on January 31st. Uh, the timing of the ancient festivals was much more fluid because it was based on a variety of seasonal changes rather than marking a, you know any specific date on date. the calendar because they didn't think of the calendar in the exact same way that we do now. Obviously the Romans changed around the calendar so there's lots of different things happening. Um, and their festival was timed with like the onset of lambing season, which could be anywhere in the first two weeks of February, uh, the beginning of spring sowing season, um, or the blooming of blackthorn. That was a popular way to mark when it started. And also when animals began to emerge from their winter hibernation. Yep. Uh, The holiday was a festival of hearth and home. So celebrations often involve hearth fires, of course, food, divination and candles or a bonfire if it was weather able to be outside (laughs) fire and purification are an important part of the festival and the lighting of the fire represented the return of the warmth and increasing power of the sun and this was also a customary time for spring cleaning yeah it was the first time it was nice enough to really open up 
your home and it probably needed it real bad at this point in ancient times. Weather divination was also really popular and it was an old tradition of watching to see if serpents or badgers came out of their winter dens, which is obviously the precursor to America's Groundhog Day. Ah, Which is when people in Pennsylvania get together to see if a groundhog named Phil comes out of the ground and sees his shadow or not and that determines whether or not there are six more weeks of winter and that is how they would determine back then if it was going to be an inappropriate time to start planting any of their seeds because if the animals are not coming out of their den yet it's going to be a longer winter so you don't want to start planting the things that are going to get frosted over and die so yeah they would just die (laughs) So uh, for Wiccan traditions, this is really a time to give thanks for the growing daylight. Um, The god is considered to be developing and strengthening in his power. The goddess is a lot quieter at this time. She's recovering from giving birth to the god at Yule. So she's beginning to step into her main role, but she hasn't fully um, fit into that aspect yet. That doesn't happen until until Ostara. So generally, this is considered a more private home holiday with like close uh, family, maybe a few friends. It's not one of the major holidays for that very reason. It's really focused on the hearth and home. So um, for large gatherings that happen at Beltane and Yule, you really won't see much of that for this holiday. It's all about beginnings and renewals though. So it's a great time. People love to do uh, coven initiations and self-dedication rituals around this time. Uh, It's a time to cleanse. We talked about this is kind of the first time in ancient times when they could really open their home and get it give it a good airing since probably yule or even before it really needed it so it's really a time of cleansing it's a good time to charge all your ritual tools usually with sunlight um, because the ability of the sun to cleanse and purify it can also be recognized by like she said burning candles lighting bonfires i always like to turn on every light or lamp in my home as well just as a safer way to uh, welcome back the light rather than having candles burning every which away. And as we mentioned, I live in a condo and bonfires are not recommended. So the celebration is traditionally linked uh, to the birthing of the first lambs of the season, which Steph mentioned. There's also uh, feasting on dishes made from dairy. And a lot of Wiccans put dairy offerings on their altars for this holiday. I also love to spice, uh, to feast on spicy foods. Uh, spicy kind of linking to the symbolism of the sun. Plus I just really like spicy foods. So uh, I know other Wiccans that do this as well. Kind of uh, dairy, uh, Indian foods, curries, a lot of spicy foods are eaten around this time. Again, usually with family and maybe a few close friends. Uh, The warmth of the growing sun causes seeds deep in the earth to germinate and sprout. Traditionally, this is kind of when this starts. Again, this original holiday was in the British Isles, so it may not be applicable to where you are. Um, Where Steph and I are in the Midwest of North America, you're not going to want to plant any seeds outside. I don't care if the groundhog sees his shadow or not. This is not the time to plant seeds outside for us. Generally, the ground is still frozen, but you can start um, planting inside. This is if I'm doing any um, starting plants as seedlings in my home. This is generally when I like to start them. So... um, just something to keep in mind. If you plant them around now, they'll start to sprout just in time for Ostara. So that's kind of a fun continuation um, 
you can watch in your home or outside if you live somewhere where the ground isn't frozen solid. It's a visual representation of the changing seasons, which a lot of Wiccans really like because it helps them feel connected to nature. Because a lot of us live in big cities or cities in general, and it's hard to get that nature fix sometimes. Uh, there's a lot of different pagan holidays and traditions tied up with this rather than just Wiccan. Um, it's also known as Candlemas. I might be mispronouncing that, but I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, Feast of Torches, like Steph said, Groundhog's Day. It's also linked to um, Bridget's Day, which we talked about the Bridget Cross last year um, and the Dollies. So that's something that uh, a lot of people do to celebrate is they tie it into um, the goddess Bridget, who's survived really well into modern times. Yeah, so the last thing that we have to uh, mention in this episode is just to talk a little bit about the goddess Bridget. Neither of us focus heavily on deities in our practice, but it, nope. since this is considered Bridget's day, it's still important to talk about. So in early Celtic times, around 2,000 years ago, um, Imbolc was also a time to celebrate the Celtic goddess Bridget. Yes. Uh, Bridget was the goddess of inspiration, healing, smith smithcraft uh, associated to fire the hearth poetry lots of lots of things that the goddess lots going on. <laughs> and last time we mentioned bridget we also said that she can be found in all sorts of religious traditions she is one of yes. the most popular and recognized goddesses or saints people have adopted um different variations of her in religions throughout the world um so very popular and when survived really Ireland, well. <laughs> yes, when Ireland was Christianized in the fifth century, um, this mantle of goddess Bridget was passed on to Saint Bridget. Um, Saint Bridget is one of Ireland's three patron saints. She founded a monastery in Kildare and ended her days there. So she was an actual person. Yes. And then Saint Bridget became the patron saint of Irish nuns, newborns, midwives, dairy maids, and cattle. And the this goddess Bridget festival was then Christianized to become St. Bridget's day, which it still is. Yep. And it's still celebrated in Ireland. The St. Bridget's cross is one of those archetypal symbols of Ireland. Um, it is considered a Christian symbol, but it ha absolutely has roots in this pre-Christian goddess Bridget. Yes. So it's made from rushes, which are like reeds kind of, um, if you ever watched Little Mermaid when they're in the boat and they and he's singing the Sebastian singing "Kiss the Girl," they're floating around in in rushes. That's what rushes are. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> That's the best analogy ever. <laughs> which um, so it compromises a woven square in the center and four radials tied at the ends. And this Bridges cross was traditionally hung in the kitchen on the wall to protect the house from fire and from evil. And even today, the Bridges Cross can be found in many Irish homes, especially in the rural areas that are more, <laughs> more prone to um, we're still worshipping the goddess Bridget as opposed to St. Bridget. Uh, in Christian mythology, St. Bridget and this cross are linked together about for, through a story about her weaving this cross at the deathbed um, of a pagan chief who upon hearing what the cross meant, asked to be baptized before death. There is absolutely no, no proof to this to this story. Um, but that is sort of how 
um, early Christians brought that symbolism over to apply to St. Bridget because as we've talked about and we'll talk about um, again in the next couple of episodes, we have a few holiday episodes coming up um, where all of these pagan traditions that people held for centuries were hard to get rid of and Mm -hmm. Christians were trying to bring them over to the Christian faith and so adopted a lot of those pagan symbols and traditions just to make the new religion more appealing so people didn't have to give up everything that they've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that the Bridges Cross is one of them. Yes. You can find them on tombstones in Ireland going back years and years and years and years um, after she became St. Bridget. It was something that a lot of times was used um, when a baby died to protect the newborn. Yes. Because she is the patron saint of newborns in Ireland. Yep. And we talked about um, in the last year's in bulk episode that that is one way to celebrate is making Bridget's crosses, whether it's to hang up in your home or use in spell work. And Bridget dollies are also very popular to make mm-hmm. at this time. Um, just like a little dolly made out of natural materials that is in the you know general shape of a person or woman um, yeah. to represent Bridget. And that's often used on altars and things like that are also used in spell work and ceremony associated with Bridget's day yep one thing if you're going to do that um use dry products a lot of times um if you use two newer products one they're hard to locate and two they tend to um break down quite quickly so yes (laughs) so if you are interested in how to celebrate and what to bake then definitely check out season one and it will have all of that information there. So hopefully this gave you a little better idea of the history. If you have subscribed to our Sabbath boxes and ordered our very first one, those are for in bulk and they have been shipped. So by the time you're listening to this, hopefully you have it in hand. If not, hopefully it is coming soon. I definitely, you know, ship them with enough time, but you cannot control the mail. United States Postal Service. Um, international might obviously take a little longer. I did ship those first. Hopefully you have them. Um, but if not, hopefully they're coming and everything has tracking so you can see where it is. But mm-hmm. uh, for the spell that is in there, we definitely went with the in-bulk theme of both purification, um, which you know is represented the hearth fire and things, uh, purifying the things that you kind of want to leave in the past and then um, new beginnings of what you want to, you know, sprinkling that out of your life and then bring in yes. something new. So that is new. what the spell is related to. Um, and doing this, the in-bulk celebrations start uh, the eve before. Yes. So you have a very long time frame in which to do oh, it, yeah. uh, you know, like three days uh, in which to do it. But we just wanted to remind you that even though we're talking about in bulk as being on February 1st or 2nd, people do celebrate the season in bulk as yes. the season. Like we said, in the ancient times, lambing season could be anywhere in the first two weeks of February. So a lot of witches and Wiccans, when they set up their altars, they set it up maybe a week or two before in bulk and let it go a week or two after in bulk. It is still that you know, spirit of the season. So don't feel like if you can't do something on February 1st or 2nd, that you're, that you've missed the holiday and your time is over. That's 
not how it is. You've got all the way until, you know, Ostara season. So you've got some time, <laughs> which is uh, mid-March. So you've got time to, you know, work on, work in your spell work and work on getting, moving the things out, spring cleaning, anything that you don't, any sort of energies you don't want to bring with you into 2021. It's like a reset of traditional yeah. January 1st, New Year's. Um, set new intentions if it didn't work out or January is like a trial month. It's like the free trial trial period. So now we're actually getting into 2021. So you can get rid of, spend this time thinking about what, you know, energies you want to get rid of and leave behind. And then what you would like to bring in new for the rest of 2021. Yes. Which is still hard to say. I keep saying like 2020. Nope, that is gone. It's done. Uh, 2021, I don't know why it was a surprise. I was like, ready for it, ready for it, ready for it. And then it was a shock when it happened. So yeah, eventually I'll get used to it probably by 2022. Yeah. That's about when I'm ready to, to start correctly (laughs) writing the year and and saying it correctly. So, but hopefully you enjoy that. Definitely check out, um, on Patreon, we have a ton of stuff related to in bulk. There is um, a cocktail based recipe. There's a regular in bulk recipe. There's a quick in bulk spell. That's totally different than what is in the box. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely sign up there if you haven't yet. And for everyone, we do have a post about um, the herb blends that are in the box and like box contents in general. And that is, uh, the viewing is set so that everybody can view it. You don't have to be a patron because um, there are some people that ordered boxes that do not subscribe on Patreon. So we just wanted you to um, have that have available because a lot of subscription boxes or Etsy stores like to um, keep their sort of herb blends and recipes private, which I totally understand because there's a lot of, you know, Private. work and things that, that go into it. So if you want to, you know, keep your proprietary brands private, we definitely understand that. But for us, we thought that it was really important that even though we're making these herb blends and we are putting, you know, our intentions in it when we ship it out and everything, but it is important that for how we're setting this up, it's a learning experience. And we want you to understand the why behind what you're doing, what herbs are in there, and we want you to be able to recreate it. So we do have a list of the herbs that are in each of the herb blends so you can recreate this from for in bulk and you don't have to you know keep buying from our store and you actually learn and understand um the reasoning behind doing what what we're suggesting and i mean i either way some people like to buy you know pre-sorted herb blends i certainly do if it's things that i'm not um very familiar with or going to keep doing in the future and it's just kind of a one-off sometimes it is easier to buy an already packaged herb blend or oil blend or anything like that um just so I don't have like a lot of extra supplies laying around but we still wanted you to to have the option so definitely check it out on patreon if you are curious they are things that we talked about as being correspondences with in bulk in last seasons but just you can have them all in one place copy it into your book of shadows whatever you like to do there (laughs) there's lots of information uh, and that will always be linked in the show notes so you can find it easily yes we're trying to make this as uh easy as possible but also like she said like learning experience which is why we started with so many foundational things um before we go into some of the details we've talked about today just because one, the episodes would have been hours long last year. Also, 
now that you know the basics, you can start taking steps up, which is why she's putting up all of the uh, information on what's on the herb blends and all of that stuff. So, yes, we want you to, we wanted you to, you know, crawl before you can walk uh, yes. and really understand the basics because if you don't necessarily understand what you're you're putting in and what you're using um it's kind of just like going through the motions and uh, thankfully a lot of our our audience really wants to understand and grow in their practice and learn all of these things which is great to see and actually understand um why they're they're doing what they're doing um so that's kind of the whole point of our podcast so we just wanted to make it as easy as possible for you to learn things yes all about the learning. So all that said, that is all we have to share with you on the Wheel of the Year on Imbolc, uh, all of those things. And hopefully we will see you over on Patreon. Just remember on Patreon, um, there is a yearly membership option. You get 10% discount. And Woo-hoo! if you are not going with the yearly option, then it is better to sign up as close to the beginning of the month as possible. And that means like the first, second, third, fourth, because Patreon charges you when you sign up. And then if you continue your membership, it charges you on the first of the month. And we have no control over that. That is just how it is set up. So if you sign up on the 27th or 28th, then you're only getting those like three days. And then it's going to charge you that five bucks again on on the first of the month. So just be aware of that. Um, More bang for your buck. Yeah. More bang for your buck. If you, if you sign up, you know, within like the first week of, of a new month. Yep. Uh, but that is all we have for you. We uh, thank you for listening and we will see you again next week for a chat about altars. Yay. Thanks guys. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Need even more witchcraft? Subscribe to our Patreon account for tons of exclusive bonus content and order supplies from our Etsy store. Reach out on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast or by email to witchwednesdays at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.